So this morning we we finish off our sermon series on on the book of Job. Esta mañana acabamos el el serie de sermón en el libro de Job. And and my emphasis has been that what the emphasis that the book of Job is. So I said that the book of Job wasn't going to explain why we suffer. It wasn't going to explain suffering. But it was going to touch on the subject of suffering. It was going to speak into it. And so we've seen throughout the, the, the series that this book isn't necessarily really on Job, although the, the book has his, his name uh, attributed to it, the book of Job. The spotlight is actually on the Lord, on God. And I said that the, the spotlight is on God because if you remember that first uh, chapter and the second, the first and second chapters, Satan tells God, I, in, in, a, in a very simple, my, these are my words. <laughs> the Satan sa- tells God, I bet you if you take Job's blessings, he won't continue to be righteous anymore. He's only being righteous because of the blessings you give him. The moment you take those blessings away, Job will, will, uh, won't be righteous anymore. So that was, that was Satan's challenge. He was putting God to the test there. Como vimos en el, en el primer uh, parte del serie, vimos que, que aunque se llama el libro de Job, el libro se trata más de Dios. Porque en el primer y el segundo, segundo capítulo vemos que Satanás se acerca a Dios y le dice a Dios, en, en otras palabras le dice a Dios, que el momento que Dios la vaya y la quite los bendiciones a Job es el momento a donde Job ya no va a ser uh, ya va a parar de, de ser un hombre que bendice a otros y que es bueno en los ojos de Dios porque Satanás dice que el único razón por cual Job es, es bueno es porque Dios la está bendiciendo and so, we've seen throughout the book of Job, uh, and, and I, if you read through it, we, we didn't read every single chapter, but if you read through it, his friends try to explain why Job is suffering. Job questions himself why he is suffering. If he is righteous, remember the thought of the day, the philosophy of the day was that, that righteous people are blessed and that wicked people suffer. And so they were questioning, why is Job suffering if he's so good? He, he gave, he was blameless, he was righteous. He gave to the poor, he gave his sacrifices. Why was he suffering? And, and um, I mentioned how his friends eventually want Job to just go ahead and repent for, for an unknown sin. But Job refuses to do that and he wrestles with God. He, he asks him, why am I suffering? And then as we saw last week, God wrestles back. He, he answers Job and he takes Job on, on, a, on a tour of questions of, of, of creation. He asks him if he was there when the stars were set, if he knows how the sun rises every morning. 
And that was to get at this underlying uh, assumption that Job and his friends had. And the assumption was that they thought they were in a position, in, in a higher position to know how the world should be run. And by God bringing them these questions, he's actually bringing Job down a peg a bit. He's actually telling them, actually, you don't know. You're not in a position to know how the world should be run because you didn't create the world. Y vemos en, en el trayectoria que Job y sus amigos siempre se, se preguntan por qué Job está sufriendo si, si para ellos el pensamiento de ellos fue que lo más los malos son los que sufren. Y los que son buenos son los que siempre uh, van a ser bendecidos. Para ellos eso fue su pensamiento del día. Que los buenos siempre, siempre iban a ser bendecidos y los malos uh, iban a sufrir. Entonces para ellos, ellos se preguntaban por qué entonces, si eso es verdad, Job estaba sufriendo. Y, y, si, y si leen todo el libro de Job, vemos que sus amigos tratan de, de explicar eso. Y, y Job se pregunta, pero vemos que ni la sabiduría de sus amigos ni Job pueden contestar esa pregunta. Y mejor sus amigos de Job la dicen a Job que se arrepienta de un pecado, aunque no sepa qué es, esa, qué es ese pecado. Pero Job no, no hace eso. Y mejor se va a Dios. Y la pregunta a Dios mismo que se enseñe. Y que la conteste a él por qué está sufriendo. Y la semana pasada vimos que Dios hace eso mismo. Dios la contesta a Job. Se aparece, Dios se aparece a Job y la empieza a decir a él preguntas. La dice, ¿a dónde estabas tú cuando, cuando las estrellas se, se, uh, se crearon? La pregunta a Job, ¿cómo, ¿sabes tú cómo cada día... Sale el sol. Y Dios la pregunta a Job estas estos preguntas. Para, para enseñarle a Job que Job no está en una posición. De saber por él mismo cómo el mundo debe de, de ser, de correr. So this morning then we see Job respond back to God's response. And we see that God, that Job is humbled by God. And he says that he repents and he puts ash, ashes on himself and sackcloth in repentance. And it's not that Job did necessarily anything bad on his part. What Job realizes is, is that he thought of himself a little bit too much. Because remember that underlying assumption that the wicked suffer and the, and the good are blessed. For Job, he thought he had the world figured out. Him and his friends thought they had the world figured out. They had the answer for all of, all of life's uh, big questions and they knew for sure it was this black and white answer for this black and white question for them. And so what we, what we see Job this morning do is humble himself, humble his heart, because he realizes that actually he is not in a position to know how to answer life's biggest questions. 
nor even solve them. And so, so Job humbles himself. And then we see that the Lord then blesses Job. He, he gets all his fortune back, he, all his blessings back. He gets daughters and, and he lives a long life. So the book of Job ends with, with uh, almost like a happily ever after. But, but here's the thing. Again, this book was never about Job. It was about God. And what we get at the end is not just that, that Job was, was, um, was good, he suffered, and then was good again, and never got an explanation for his suffering. The book shows us that God meets, that, that God in, is wise, because he shows us, we see in the book of Job, that Job, even though in his suffering, never once failed in his integrity. He kept his integrity. He didn't become unrighteous. He didn't become wicked. He continued in his, in his righteousness. Of course, he wrestled with God. But, but he never once uh, lost his integrity throughout the whole ordeal, which means that Satan was wrong. And it means that God then is the wise one. He knew what he was doing this whole time. He knew the heart of Job. He knew Job wouldn't have lost his integrity because he knew Job's heart. And so here then we see that God proves that he is all wise. And even though Satan questioned it, we see by the end that he was wrong, actually. Y lo que vemos esta mañana en nuestra lectura de, de Job es que, que Job se humilla. Porque se da cuenta que sí, que sí es verdad. Él no sabe o ni está en una posición de saber cómo, cómo es el mundo contestar estos, estas preguntas uh, que, que todos nos preguntamos de por qué sufrimos. Pero lo que se da cuenta es que Dios es sabio y que Dios sabe lo que está haciendo. Y vemos que, que Job recibe para atrás todo el dinero y toda la uh, fortuna que, que tenía antes y, y más, doble. Pero eso nos enseña, ¿no? Dios no la da todo eso para atrás uh, porque, porque hizo algo diferente. Porque acuérdense que el libro de Job no es, no es, um, habla más de Dios. Y lo que nos enseña es, es que Dios sí es sabio. Y que Satanás, cuando, en el principio que, que la cuestionó, perdón, cuestionó a Dios, que él, él es el que estuvo mal. Porque durante el libro de Job, Job nunca pierde su, su, su fe en Dios, que es sabio. Nunca, y él nunca pierde su... Nunca comete un pecado durante su sufrimiento. Nunca cambia a quién es él. Se queda en el verdad, Job. Y eso es lo que nos enseña es que Dios sabía lo que estaba haciendo. Sabía el corazón de Job desde el principio. Sabía que Job 
no iba a empezar a, a, a no, no iba a cambiar porque Dios ya, porque ya no tenía la bendición de Dios entonces lo que vemos es que Satanás es el que estaba mal y que Dios es el que es sí es um, sabio y bueno and that question that his friends had about about uh, God if he is even a good God if he makes good people suffer that is answered at the end too God didn't let Job in his suffering he brought back hope he brought back his fortunes and what that says to us today is not what, what we might hear sometimes from um, from people it's called the um, Prosper, a prosperity gospel where where if you if you're religious and if you follow God right you're going to be blessed with money and 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 richness or or I would as a pastor would you know could have millions of dollars and it's because I follow God you you see these like billionaire people and pastors sorry but that's not what the and sometimes they use the book of Job to to say that you know justify this uh, extravagance in, in, in wealth. But that's, that's not the gospel. The gospel shows us a God who came in, in Jesus, who didn't come as a king, didn't have a palace. He was born in a major with no clothes, no place to stay. And later out throughout his ministry, he had no place to call home. And then as we know, he dies on the cross as an innocent man. And he suffers. And I've, I've, I've pushed that a lot throughout this whole series, that God suffers with us. He suffered with us. And he dies. And he dies for three days. But what happens on the third day? He resurrects. Which means to tell us that death, that sin, that suffering is not the end. That restoration is, is there, that God wants to restore, that God wants to give us eternal life. And that it doesn't mean um, being religious. There's a difference between being religiously, re religiously good outward and being obedient in heartward. And what we see Job is that he was obedient in his heart. Even though he was giving to the poor, he was giving all the sacrifices. What God saw was not that, it never mentions that. It says that he's, God knew Job's heart, otherwise he wouldn't have allowed Satan to, to put Job to the test. So what's important here is the heart. And that's, that's the, that same obedient heart is the one that Jesus showed as he willingly went to the cross, that obedience to the Father to go to the cross, to trust God in his goodness and in his wisdom, and trust that that wasn't going to be the end, that his, it, it wasn't going to stop there on the cross, but that there was going to be something, a hope, a restoration. Y lo que vemos en el libro de Job, no es como, como a veces dicen, um, que si sigues a Dios y vas a la iglesia cada domingo, y das, y das tu dinero y, y todo esto, todo lo que religión te pide que, que vas a ser bendecido con dinero 
A, a veces hay gente que predica eso, pero eso, eso no es verdad. Porque lo que el Evangelio nos dice, lo que la Biblia nos dice, es otra cosa. Y nos enseña otra cosa, Dios mismo. Porque Dios mismo, tomando forma de, de hombre, no, no, fue, no fue un rey, no fue alguien que, que fue rico, no tuvo un palacio. Fue alguien que ni tuvo casa, que trabajó con sus manos. Dios mismo cuando se hizo hombre, trabajó con sus manos, no tuvo casa, no tuvo a dónde dormir, no tuvo un lugar llamar que, que pudo llamar su, su, uh, su patria, no, no tuvo nada de eso. Y todavía más, se dio voluntariamente a, a morir en la cruz. Porque lo que Dios ve más, no es lo que hacemos en nuestro, en la fuera en religión que, que puede ver uno. Lo que Dios ve es el corazón. Y el libro de Job nos enseña que eso es lo que Dios ve, porque Dios supo su corazón de Job. Por eso dejó que Satanás le hiciera todo lo, lo que pasó. Porque él sabía el, el corazón de Job. Él sabía que Job de veras amaba a Dios y que no iba, iba a dejar que, que, aunque Job perdiera todo lo que tenía antes, no iba a dejar eso quitar su amor de Dios, porque esas cosas son separadas. El amor de Dios y lo que tenemos ahorita en la tierra. Y lo que, dio, lo que Job siempre escogió fue ese amor de Dios, no, no las cosas que perdió. Y ese corazón, corazón obediente es el mismo corazón que, que vemos en Jesús. Ese corazón de obediencia que fue a la cruz y se murió. Pero eso no tiene que decir que Dios no bendice. Porque como sabemos, en el tercer día, Jesús no se quedó en la tumba, pero resucitó. And so that resurrection is the blessing, that double blessing that, that we get as well. And what that means for us then is something I'll share with you and I'll end with. It's this vision that the resurrection of Jesus wasn't just for Jesus to, to resurrect from the dead, but it was something that impacts us throughout generations and for all people. And that great restoration that God brings Is, is this one, this, this vision here. Uh, and we'll read it again for uh, when we celebrate all saints. It's from Revelation 21, and it's one I hold very dear in my heart. I, I literally do. I have it on, <laughs> on my chain. If you ever see me wear one, I have a, a Revelation 21 on it, uh, on the little pendulum there. And this is the vision. Then I, this is John's vision. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. And I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, See, the home of God is among mortals. He will dwell with them, 
they will be his peoples and God himself will be with them. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. Death will be no more. Mourning and crying and pain will be no more. For the first things have passed away. That's the vision we hold and that's the hope we have. And those are the fortunes that are being restored to us even after death. Not for all of humanity. Y como Job que fue obediente y, y Dios la, la siguió bendiciendo otra vez y, y doble como, como vimos en nuestra lectura de hoy. También por la muerte de Jesús y su obediencia de Jesús. Dios bendició a Jesús doblemente, no solamente con nueva vida para Jesús, pero nueva vida para toda la humanidad. Y eso nos da esperanza a nosotros ahora, los que sufrimos en, en este día, porque hay esperanza. Y la, y la visión de esa esperanza es esta, y con esto... Con esto acabo. Viene del libro del Apocalipsis uh, del capítulo 21. Y, y dice así. Vi un cielo nuevo y una tierra nueva. Porque el primer cielo y la primera tierra pasaron. Y el mar ya no existe más. Y yo vi la santa ciudad, la nueva Jerusalén. Que descendía del cielo de parte de Dios. Preparada como una novia dorada para su esposo. Oí un gran voz que procedía del trono diciendo, He aquí el tabernáculo de Dios, está con los hombres y habitará con ellos, y ellos serán su pueblo y Dios mismo estará con ellos como su Dios. Y Dios quitará de ellos, y no habrá más muerte, ni habrá más lanto, ni clamor, ni dolor. Porque las primeras cosas ya pasaron. We don't have an explanation for suffering. But what we do have is a God who was willing to suffer with us. And a God who, will, who blessed through Jesus' uh, obedience has, have blessed, has blessed Jesus double. Like how he did Job. Not just with new life for Jesus, but new life for all of creation and all of humanity. And what we have then is a restored hope. Death is no longer the end. Suffering is no longer the end. For God's fortune is this vision that I read to you. This vision of a new heaven and a new earth where God will dwell with his people. And where there will be no more crying, suffering or death anymore. Y esa es la visión que podemos tener en nuestros corazones cuando nosotros sufrimos. Que eso no es la que ese no es el final, que ese sufrimiento que sufrimos no no es nada cuando que no es el último, perdón. Que tenemos y, y el y el um, uh, y sabiendo que tenemos un Dios que no solamente sufrió con, nos, por, con nosotros, que tenemos un Dios también que en su obediencia de Jesús 
no solamente bendició a Jesús, pero todo el mundo. Y nos dio esta visión de esta nueva, nueva cielo y tierra para ver y tener nuestros corazones y saber que ese sufrimiento, ese dolor, esos lantos no va a ser el último. Pero lo que va a ser el último va a ser esta visión de Dios que va a estar con nosotros y a donde ya no va a haber sufrimiento. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we give you thanks because you're a God who has always wanted to dwell with us and has even suffered with us and who has you restored Job, you also restore all of humanity and have given us new hope of a new heaven and a new earth where there will be no more suffering or death anymore. And so we give you thanks, God, and we exalt your holy name. Señor, te damos gracias este día porque tú nos enseñas que el sufrimiento y el, el muerte no es el último, pero que la vida eterna que tú nos has dado es lo que nos espera. Y por eso te damos gracias y te alabamos. Por Jesucristo nuestro Señor. In Jesus' name. Amen. God the